I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week 5 of the NFL. I'm your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy, Longford. And with us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud Speaker, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, you ought to know how it goes by now. Here we go with the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking hey, mate! And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, and as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week, well, plenty of good, plenty of good, starting out, uh, us for the clients, another winning week, Longhorn, over at FGH, 3-0, sweep of the NFL, 6-3 in college, I believe if my math is correct, that's that's a hefty six units there, buddy. That's getting healthy, I think it's, what, a uh, 6-0 and NFL run, I mean... We got a game going tonight. We'll see how we're recording while it's going on. So it's just all around the season has finally turned. We said it was going to. We had a horrific start. It's our worst start we've ever had. Obviously, that was going to turn, and it feels so good. (laughs) Uh, We will get to most of these games in the good, bad, and are you fucking kidding me? But right now, starting with a good. Uh, Well, free free picks went 2-0. That's what we probably should start calling free and O picks. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit! What's that? That's our I mean, record now. Um, it was wasn't it seven and two coming or seven and three coming in, and now uh, nine and three, I guess. I thought it was. I thought it was nine and three. Oh, uh, well, like, uh, whatever. You, look, you looked it up, bro. I think I. I think we might be eleven and three now. I don't know. I could be wrong though. Yeah, it's it's kicking ass. Let's put it that way, and it's free. Oh, free. All right, uh, super contest-wise, I had a pretty good week, 3-1-1. One, and one. Uh, We both had Pittsburgh in the contest, uh, and we gave Pittsburgh out. That was one of our picks for the clients. Uh, Longhorn, why don't you take us through that such well-played, spectacular uh, football game that you had to suffer through? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I watched this game, and I would not re- – I, I don't know why. See, what I do with my situation is I put the red zone on the main channel, and then I put – I got a couple other TVs, and I just put them usually on games that we either give out to the clients or, like, games that we have in the Super Contest, yada, yada. Why would I ever put that game on? Why would I ever? Because all it's going to do is piss you off. <laughs> and, and that's all it did for three fucking hours is sit, I had to watch that pop gun offense of fucking Pittsburgh and the extremely, extremely horribly coached Pittsburgh Steelers somehow – like they always do in that game, in that series with that other team, Baltimore, found a way to cover, found a way to win. It was disgusting. Uh, it, but, you know, like like we said on the on the podcast on Wednesday, it was, it's an autoplay. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. If you overthink it, and even when you watch it, there's a million reasons why Baltimore should have won and covered that game. But oh, guess yeah. what? It doesn't happen in this series for whatever reason. Nope. I think you texted me about – halftime or so you're like yeah we're fucked pittsburgh sucks i was like nah something will happen i know and then that's that's when block punts happening that's when drop balls for for perfectly thrown balls for lamar start happening and then once it once that turns you know you got it that and uh, lamar is a turnover fucking machine in the fourth quarter i, th- I heard a stat today i think the last 10 was it 10 no sorry i think it's like six fourth quarters in one score games, Lamar has like ten turnovers. Like yeah. he at the end of games 
is he just can't hold on to the ball, throws the ball away, whatever. He's just a fucking turnover machine um, when yes. it comes to, and, and that's probably a lot of that's versus Pittsburgh, but still, um, you know, it's just going to happen for you. That's just one. And if it was reversed and Baltimore was a dog and you text me at halftime, like, fucking Baltimore sucks. We're going to lose. I'll be like, nah, nope. something will happen. Yeah, it's it's like fucking automatic. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, bounce back for week for me in the college contest. I picked up five units in that one. Um, I'm mad at myself for not employing this new strategy earlier, but I won't make the same mistake next year. I'm probably too far back to catch up uh, to the leaders this year, but I'm gonna make. I'm gonna try to make a run at it. We'll see. Um, see how it goes. Let's see. Oh. Longhorn gave out San Fran as the uh, free pick on the podcast and as the big dick pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Longhorn, we'll save Dallas that section to the for the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? I have some thoughts there on that. Let's just go through uh-huh. the San Fran portion, the good part of that pick right now. Oh, I mean, like, all you have to do is go back and listen to Wednesday's podcast and literally everything I said came true. Now, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. You just kind of want to get a win and get out of there no matter how it happens. But it was exactly what I said. Even down to the point where you, you know, and I, I always go back and listen to the podcast, so it's kind of fresh in my mind right now. You even brought up the fact about last year in the playoffs when those two teams played, how how um, the offensive players for San Francisco did not go off running and passing and you expect it, you know, there's a chance that this could be like a, a closer game than you think because, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, and I even said, well, what if, you know, because that was Purdy's first playoff, you know, his first playoff run. And, you know, if, if Dallas sells out in this game to stop McCaffrey, which they did, an ex- more experienced Purdy now is going to have the opportunity to pick apart that defense, uh, you know, more comfortably than he did last year in the playoffs. And it's literally exactly what happened. They sold out on McCaffrey. I don't think McCaffrey did much. I mean, you know, he still does his oh, thing. Yeah, he averaged like 2.6 yards per carry. So, But Purdy was back there just dropping fucking dimes, exposing that sellout uh, that Dallas was doing. And it, it just went perfect, um, you know, that called the blowout. And it, you, listen, that calling a blowout in the NFL, that's <laughs> that's hard to do. And I don't very, I think I do it once a year, maybe twice. So that's a, that was a good that was a that one. wasn't just like – Usually, you know, when you call a blowout and the team wins by like 10, you know, two scores, 10, 14 G- points. Gentlemen's that, blowout. That's a fucking blowout. That's an yeah. NFL blowout. That was a fucking college, you don't belong <laughs> on Oof. this field with us, ass whipping is what that was. Yeah, we'll get uh, to that later, I guess. Yeah, we'll get to the Dallas part later. Um, let's see. I didn't think that I got your best pick, though, later, I thought. Um but that was a great pick there. Like I said, we got yeah, the clients. Oh, college free pick. That one hit. Uh, you know, I told you guys the podcast, Bowling Green. This is what they do every single year. They go beat a team as a huge dog for no reason at all. That team that they beat was Georgia Tech. We'll get to them in the Are You Fucking Kidding Me as well. Uh, and then they go out and get their dicks kicked in, and that's exactly what happened. 27 nothing. They got their ass whipped. By the Red Hawks of Miami. That was never a fucking game. Miami of Ohio, I should say. Um, I'm so glad you watch. I'm so glad you know all this about college because <laughs> I cannot. I just cannot make myself watch anything other than the main games. We'll get to some of those main games in the bad section as well. Um, let's see. Oh, I hit the under on Jacksonville Buffalo. I gave out that trend that I pulled uh, on that game that is now over 60%. To the under since 1989 and still 100% perfect to the under since 2012. So that's one we might want to keep in our pocket. Uh, let's see. Giving out the podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, that's all for free, by the way. All what for about, free. What about the not so long? Uh, yeah. I would, I would get about a quick shout out since we're in the good section of my Jaguars. Look, I know that was far from a perfect game, but that's a big win for them. You know, it wasn't Trevor Lawrence's cleanest performance or best, you know, game he's ever played. But I thought that, you know, I really didn't know which way to lean on that one. Uh, I did take the Jags on, on Moneyline and Round Robin. I'll get to that in a second. But 
that was more just I needed a dog to put in a round robin. I thought they had a chance. So it's not like I was banging the drum for Jacksonville or anything like that. I can't say that. But, you know, usually Longhorn, when you when you play a team like Buffalo, they'll start sleepy, which is what they did. You know, the, their jet lag going over London. It's a long flight, blah, blah, blah. But when they start making that fourth quarter run, you know, as they did, and they go score the touchdown, that's usually when, you know, a team like Jacksonville that's just kind of, you know, they're – they might win nine games, something like that, maybe ten, maybe eight. We'll see how it goes. That's usually when those teams start to fold, when the good team starts to kick their shit in gear. But every time Buffalo scored, man, Jacksonville answered. So I thought that that was a big step up for them, at least in that particular game, to not fold as we've seen. You know, Those teams in that position generally tend to do. I'm going to give them a half check mark because, yes, impressive, but – Baltimore had defensive starters dropping like flies in that Buffalo. game. But sorry, Buffalo had defensive starters dropping like flies in that game. So, yes, credit to Jacksonville. Got the job done. But Buffalo is in a world of hurt. They are. All right. Now I will get to uh, what I thought was Longhorn's best call of the week. Uh, he hit the sounder on Indy. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a pretty ballsy call myself. You know, it it's kind of a good spot, but kind of really not, man. Tennessee's the veteran team. They got the veteran quarterback. They knew they needed that fucking game, uh, you know, just to stay up in the division. And, you know, Indy held their ground, man, and won that game. So, Longhorn, what are your thoughts on uh, that call right there? My thoughts on that call is why did I not put my own sounder into my uh, super contest? But uh, other That's than that. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Could have been three and a half points instead of two and a half. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know what, you know what actually what scared me off is everybody and their mom, including all the sharps, were taking Tennessee. So I'm like, I know. I, and you I know, that was another game that was like, I didn't have, actually, that was one of two games that the bucket leans lost. So the bucket did lean Tennessee, but it was a 55 lean on that. So it's one of the weakest leans of the week. Um, but I had Indy on my short list too, but I didn't pull the trigger, but I didn't believe in them as strongly as you did either. Yeah. And it, you know, it just, uh, you know, those two teams, they play these close games like that and you you're catching those points at home. It should have been a no brainer. Just put it in there. Don't overthink that. And even with the, uh, made of glass quarterback going down again, uh, you know, again, they've got a great backup. And not only that, they've got a great offensive coordinator who knows how to switch gears with two different style of quarterbacks and not skip a beat. So, uh, yeah, India is a play on team for me from now on. Um, obviously, there's you know s- situational things that can change it, but yeah, they're definitely a play on team for me. Yeah, I mean they've got all the makeup of one. You think when Anthony Richardson went to the doctor's tent, they asked him what happened. He's like, "Well, <laughs> I was running and then I put my <laughs> shoulder down again, and they hit me real hard." Yeah. Again, and then my shoulder hurts now. Yeah. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> he, probably, he probably said, I'm, I'm sorry I got hurt in your Black Panther football party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the I can do no wrong teaser. Uh, uh-huh. Did hit that one on the game, on that game in particular. Gave it on the podcast for free. Teasing Indy up, teasing the total down to take it over. It barely cleared, but it did clear. Um, let's see. Oh, round robin NFL. I had a really good week uh, round robin in the NFL. So I had Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and Chicago all in one. That was a clean sweep. I had Chicago, the Rams, Jets, and Vegas in another one. Now, I did take the cash out on the Rams. I'm not going to lie to you. Before the noon kickoffs, they were offering me two to one of my money, and there was just too many goddamn people in the contest on the Rams. I always hate that. So I, I took it. I let the Jets ride. That did not look good for a long time, but somehow it worked out. Uh, and I've still got the leg left with Las Vegas tonight. We'll see if that fucking works for me. But either way, really good week. I can't complain about the my round robin this week. How'd yours yeah. do? Yeah, you had a kick-ass week all around. <laughs> um, I didn't do a round robin. I did that parlay that I talked about with all my sounders that did not come through. But uh, outside of that, I will say this, the good um, outside of that, not only was the teacher that we hit with taking Indy and Houston up to eight and a half points, every single teaser leg pending tonight with 
um, Green Bay up to plus eight has hit this week. Indy, Indy up to seven. Damn. Indy up to seven and a half or eight and a half, depending on where, where you got it. Houston up to eight, eight and a half. Uh, New Orleans up to seven and a half. The Jets up to seven and a half or eight and a half, depending on where you got it. And then Green Bay up to you know anywhere between seven and a half and eight and eight and a half, depending on where you got it. So literally Pittsburgh every too. Pittsburgh was the other half of the one we put out to the clients, right? No, Pittsburgh was uh, no. We had Houston and Indy. Oh, I thought it was Houston and Pittsburgh. Mm-mm, no, Pittsburgh was plus four. That's oh, one. that's right. That's yeah. right. But yeah, the air, like no matter what teaser you played this week, as long as you played them at the right spot and you're using the, you know. You do the not so long. I do the definitely do it Stanford long, uh, and they all hit. So they all pay. Yours is definitely the better method. Uh, I'm just kind of picking my spots here and there. So Yeah, it's working. So far, so good on that. Um, oh, the Numbers Geek pick of the week on Kansas City hit, which Jeez. also had them in the Super Contest. Uh, I honestly thought Longhorn, and we don't share our picks before, we submit them, but I did think that was going to be our first head-to-head. Uh, you sounded pretty strong on the podcast on Minnesota, so I was kind of wondering, yeah. like, what was your last thoughts on taking them out? Um, I never really had them in, to be honest. Um, it, it, you know, um, it was a great, great call by you. And not only was it a good call, it was a great contrarian call. So that's that's what I liked the most about that. Um, I don't know. I never really for. I did, I did like him on the podcast, Minnesota, uh, but there I were I mean, never, you didn't love him. You didn't hit him right. a sounder or put him, you know, dangers on or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, it was just Indy. Like if I, it was just Indy that would have gone in for either the Rams or the Cardinals. And to be quite honest, it would have been the Cardinals or uh, the Rams coming out. I, I was never changing the Cardinals and I don't mind losing that game the way I lost it. I'll, I'll tip my cat, tip my cap. Cincinnati and Burrow finally showed up. Okay. Good, good job. Yeah, uh, I guess that's the last thing I got for the good is, you know, Jamar Chase coming out party, uh, finally. Um, yeah. For all you people who had him in fantasy, I hope you hadn't <clears throat> dropped him or traded him yet because, I don't know, that was a hell of a stat line that that dude put up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, how do you – you know, Higgins is out. You, now, now Burrow was moving around. He, the, for the first time, Burrow looked like, looked, looked like Burrow. He was escaping. He was running for first downs. He's – he looks back. That's not bullshit when he was saying that he's he's actually back now. So that's a real thing. But take just outside of that, like you you got one guy to cover. I mean, oh, if Boyd wants to wants to tear you up on the other side, okay, go for it. But like, how do you let his favorite weapon go off for that monster fifty point burger, whatever he did in fantasy? Like, just come on, man, be be smarter. But but really, as soon as Connor went down for for Arizona, they're dead. They can't do anything without that, without what, that guy. What's his status? I know we'll get to injuries later, but I really don't know. I I, I think it's a is it a hammy? I, I think it's a hammy, so it, it could be. A, but honestly, I, I haven't I haven't checked like updated things. It's only Monday, but he's without him, they're fucked. Yep. All right. Well, since we're going that route, let's get to the bad. Uh, lots of good, like I said on the podcast. Great week for us, but always bad, and we always tell ourselves. Uh, I'll start with mine. Worst call of the week, easily. I don't think you can even argue. Uh, I had New England in the Super Contest. Whoops. <laughs> uh, I even said this on the recap podcast last week. That team has quit. They've quit. What do you want to say? They've quit on Belichick or they've quit on Mac Jones, who's not a real quarterback. And by the way, he is now Mac Jones. He is no longer the McCookie Monster or any other nickname because we reserve nicknames around here for actual mm-hmm. NFL fucking players. So, Longhorn, maybe next week you can do one of your famous quarterback funerals on the recap yeah. podcast. I don't think we'll be seeing him very much longer uh, on the field at all. But, yeah, easily, easily my <laughs> worst fucking call. I mean, the ultimate, we got to have it circle the fucking wagons against, you know, a New Orleans team that's still just trying to find itself. I know they're my Super Bowl pick, but they look far from that at the moment. So, like, what in the actual fuck are we doing new england god damn it i just like that you know now we're we've got five games in i just really like the teams are starting to come into focus and when you start adding in injuries and how it's affected like it's just the, the clarity on these teams is starting to set in and 
you couldn't have any more clarity on what's going on in New England. I don't really, don't really want to spend much time because because who cares if they if they pull Mac Jones and put in Bailey Zappi? Who fucking cares? Zappi sucks too. The the O line sucks. The running game sucks. The defense is good. Like it's it's a good defense on paper, but that's only when all the good players are in there and they don't have to be on the field. For like, yeah, you know, and they're motivated, which right. is absolutely fucking not. Right, and that's the same with any defense. Like, you know, you look at the Jets, even you look at all the good defense. If if the offenses suck, I'm sorry, just doesn't, and that's why you know offenses matter more than defenses um, in, in general, and as far as handicapping go. But just yeah, they're they're. I mean, they got one win, right? Is that right? They yeah, got one win. Yeah, one win. How how the <laughs> fuck did we ever get one? <laughs> who did they beat? I don't even remember who they beat, but. Uh, oh, they beat the Jets. Oh, they beat the Jets. Yeah, they yeah. beat the Jets. And, you know, just it's just gross. But on the other side, you know what's starting to come into focus for me is that, I don't, and I talked about it a little bit on the podcast on, on Wednesday, I don't like this quarterback coach marriage with Carr and um, dipshit, oh, Allen. Like, it's not – it's just not looking – now Now Carr did – he had 114 quarterback rating – or yeah, yeah, uh, that was his best game. But still, that I mean, if you look at the overall picture, you're absolutely right. They they have not brought that team together. Now I know it's early in the season and they're winning, so their season's yeah. not dead. But yeah. and their division still sucks. So you know they got a chance to get right, but they're nowhere near uh, you know the upper echelon teams in the NFC. So it. That part of it, you know, I made a call. I made a call. I'm going to be wrong, and that's fine. But th- th- and th- and that's why I was so easily to sell on them and buy New England one last time <laughs> to fucking like I said, circle the wagons. And they literally went out there and didn't score a fucking point. They've been beat by over thirty points for two straight <laughs> games. Take them next week. I mean, I don't know how you don't. <laughs> as far as as far as my bad, the only thing that I did that that we haven't talked about is the Rams uh, catching four and a half. It was my one of my, it was my danger zone. I don't know. Um, you know, for for the first half, it looked good. The Rams were torching them in the secondary. Everything was going just the way I handicapped. In the second half, Philly found their outside pass rush. Um, Reddick started wrecking shop there from the edge, and we already know what they got up the middle. And it just, it, it just, they, 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 man, they just, Philly grinds on you. They lean on you. They grind on you. They yep. just fucking wear you down. And unless you're, you know, there was a couple deep passes that Stafford had a chance to get that back into that cover, and and, and maybe you know maybe they hold on to that cover. But yeah, you just, man, I I, I don't have a great read on Philly. I, I think I think that. Through five weeks, I think I've bet against them at least twice in the Super Contest, and they've got they've got me both times. I don't think I have a great read on them because they just they just play they're playing with their food, and they look like a team that can be that can be had, but they're just for whatever reason they are just locking. Are they are they undefeated ATS? No, Washington no. got them. Uh, yeah, Washington beat them. We had we had Washington um, for yes. the clients, and I think in the. Or maybe I had a, uh, I yeah I had watched in the Super Contest, but yeah we got them for the clients on that one. Yeah, so maybe I'm not as bad. It's just I don't know. It's just for whatever reason I've got, I'm not feeling Philly right now. Well, I mean I think if you look at their box scores, you know you're justified and you're feeling a lot of times. But over the last not the Washington game obviously, but other than the Washington game and really I guess the New England game, I mean if you look at the box scores. They are just dominating these games. You look at that box score for the Rams. They just they held the ball forever. They ran a million fucking plays. They get good YPP every fucking game. They hold their opponents to not so good YPP every fucking game. They like you said, they just grind and grind and grind and grind. And yeah, if you can't make some big plays to kind of hang in there, they're just gonna keep bullying you until you eventually just fucking lay down. That's just that's just what they do. And why are they so good at that fucking tush push? Like, how are they? Because like, everybody's doing it now. Fucking squats six hundred and fifty pounds. There's other giant quarterbacks in the league that are doing it. And really, when you watch Love or, or not Love, when you watch um, what's it, Hurts? Hurts. It, it's not like he's like getting this great leverage, and he's just kind of leaning and getting pushed from behind. It's, it's not like he's using six hundred, you know, pounds of muscle in his thigh. It's just. 
for whatever reason, they... He makes it look... Like, everybody else, when they do it, it looks like it's the struggle that it should be <laughs> when, you know, 10, 300-plus pound men mash each other in the fucking teeth. It should be a struggle and a tug of war, but some reason, when Philly does it, the whole pile just goes fucking forward, and next thing you know, he's like four yards down the field. He don't get I mean, it by like an inch. If only there were defensive coordinators making millions of dollars a year that could that had the you know knowledge and uh, you know game film to figure these things out, then maybe there'd be somebody that could stop it. I don't know. I'm just I just work here. I don't know, man. I think the way they're going to stop it is they're going to outlaw that shit before next season. I think that's how they'll eventually it's, stop it's that play. Only when someone gets hurt. Well, fuck the Giants had like two people get hurt trying it at the same fucking time. Mm. Well, is, do they really count? I don't, I don't Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the sound on Arizona, you know, that one didn't make it. But like you said, Burrow busted out. And, you know, look. We have the under on Arizona for the season and four and a half wins. It's not like we ever thought they were going to be a great team. Um, but, you know, their fight was kind of contagious, you know, to well, watch or whatever. But Well, listen, like I said, I don't, I don't mind losing that game. And when Connor got hurt, they were down by three with the ball deep into the, you know, about like halfway through the game. So, yeah, I, I, that's fine. It's really just been the fourth quarters. They've been outscored twenty-four to nothing the last two weeks in the fourth quarter. So, and again, <laughs> I don't. I think that you're right. It's not like of effort. It's just eventually, man. You're just outmanned. Like you, yeah. they just have better players than you have. And yeah, you fight, but if you're not like in the lead, or if you don't have Dak Prescott fucking throwing you the ball, you know, eventually the other team is just kind of you know. It's kind of like I talked about Jacksonville and Buffalo. Eventually, the, the better team is just going to win. When you can't really make enough plays to stay in the lead, like they're just going to win. Well, they're not used to these fifteen-frame bowling games. They're they they they're from they're you know they're not Amish. They 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 thought you only play three quarters over here, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm going to let you have the floor here. I know you watch this game very intently, and it's not a pro game. It is a college game. It's your fucking Longhorns. Huh. So, um, I don't know. What it, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm not really, I mean, that, you know, I'm calmed down by now. But, like, yeah, if this has been recorded Saturday afternoon, I've been fucking pissed off because, you know, that's just, and we talk about it all the time on this podcast. I am so sick of watching these games, these million-dollar coaches who cannot game manage they cannot time oh manage God. anything it's the, it's it's a plague across the league and i don't necessarily watch a, you know um college as intently as i do the nfl but obviously that's a, that was a huge game and i watched every second of it texas gets the ball back down or the game was tied i think uh doesn't really matter they, they had they had the ball and, and a chance to go down kick a field goal to win the game so yeah it had to been tied Four minutes left. They get the ball back. They're driving and, you know, making their way down the field. And they are hurrying to the line after every play. They are snapping the ball with 30 seconds, 25 seconds left every single time they snap the ball. And I'm at a bar and I'm watching with a bunch of people. And they're all, like, happy. There's a bunch of Texas fans. They're like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I'm, like, telling everybody, they are fucking this off. They – you – you cannot go down there and leave time on the clock. It is it is criminal that 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 these coaches do that. And sure enough, because they were rushing, they got down there. They they the drive fizzled out in field goal range. They kick a field goal with about a minute and change left. Way too much time to leave a good Oklahoma offense. And not only does Oklahoma get the ball back and go down and kick the field goal to, to send it overtime, nah, they just say fuck it. We're gonna go go ahead and win this game. That is all on coaching. No, taking nothing away from Oklahoma, they certainly de- deserve to win that game. But when you have the ball and you have a chance to drive down and either you hit the game-winning field goal or you go into overtime, that's exactly what you do. It's just it's terrible. That's fucking awful coaching. It was fucking awful coaching. Um, Ewers was really bad earlier in that game. Now he did get it together. But in a game like that, man, you can't afford to have – 
you know, a bad start. Like, you just can't. And Oklahoma has been fucking living on turnover. They're, they are the vein of my existence. There's always one team. Every college season, <laughs> OU is it for me this year. They have beat me every goddamn time that I bet against them. Mm-hmm. We had SMU. SMU literally fucking had them out gained for the game and couldn't cover 12 points because of the fucking turnovers. <laughs> They should have lost in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the same fucking thing. And then turn the goddamn ball over at the end of the game. And then, yeah, fucking tell. Now, we didn't put out Texas clients. It wasn't a loss for us. I didn't feel good about it. I didn't have the data to back it up, even though everything told me. And I did take Texas in the contest, so it was a fucking loss for me there. Oh, my God. And then, get on my fucking guy. Oh, Jimbo Fisher down in fucking Texas A&M. This motherfucker talking about bad fucking... Game management, clock management, the whole fucking thing. You are down seven to Alabama. It's fourth and three. You're on their 24-yard line. You go for the fucking first down. It is the fourth quarter. You got to go win the, or at least tie the fucking game. What does he do? No balls, Fisher. Fucking <laughs> goes to, uh, oh, yeah, they weren't in field goal range. They were like on the 40-something, fourth and three. Nah, we're going to punt it. Yeah, it gets fucking blocked. Thank God mm-hmm. for them. Uh, a fucking penalty negates a goddamn return for a touchdown on the block punt. So, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, was it? No, no, it was a field. Yeah, it was a field goal block. It was a field goal block. So he pushed out, went for the field goal, yeah, got it blocked. And then, and again, the three does nothing for you. You still need another fucking score. And then on top of that, you've got the ball. Fourth and two from the two-yard line. And not only do you once again pussy out and kick the field goal, oh, God. but you burn a timeout to do it. <laughs> it's fourth and two from the fucking two. If you're not going for it, what you weren't, the field goal unit was, it's not like he was still trying to decide. The field goal unit was already out there. He was worried about them not getting the kickoff. Who gives a fuck? You're on the two-yard line. Back up five fucking yards, it probably helps your kicker, you fucking idiot. You don't burn a timeout that you clearly fucking needed later in the game. Why would you do that? Because these coaches are not as good as people think they are. They're just, oh I don't know if it's God. a, fo- it's, it's just a fog of war thing. Like you're in that, you're in that fog and they, that's why they need a game managed. Like, uh, like. New England had that guy up in the sky, up in the booth that they never talked about. He was in the ear of Belichick all the time. He was there. They, I think they called him the the uh, the God in the Box. They, they had a name for the guy. He like he never talked to the media. He was just up there and whispered to Belichick things that he needed to know. Like they need, they all need that because it's too much going on, and they make these asinine mistakes uh, when they're in the fog of war. It's crazy. And then, and that's just a sign of a bad general as well like we talk about actual fog of war that's why the the most famous and best generals are that's why we know their fucking names because even with all that chaos they still can see through the fog and things slow down for them and they make the right decision to make sure that their fucking side comes out on top or at least gives them the best chance to fucking win yeah <sighs> all right last thing i got on the bad uh just usc and we didn't have anything in this game. In fact, I had uh, Arizona in the contest, so I am happy that USC sucks on defense. But, dude, how do you fucking go from Oklahoma, where, by the way, you don't struggle to get recruits, uh, and you have you play no defense ever, not ever. You go all the way to USC, which, by the way, you don't fucking struggle to get recruits, especially on defense, and yet you bring your no-ass defense having to town and yeah, you score a million points, but guess what? You give up a fucking million points. The over-under on that game was 73. I think they scored 90 combined. Oh my you had God. to go to triple overtime to beat era fucking Zona at home. Hmm. I, I guess I missed a good one. Yeah, I did too. I turned it off uh, and I went to bed because I was tired. And yeah. I just I was like, man, I don't have to, I don't even have to worry. I was getting 21 points. Like, I don't have to worry. USC shouldn't be laying 21 points to fucking air. They can't cover 21 versus anybody. Anybody. Nailed it. All right. Moving on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? Well, this week we do have one that we lost in this one. So, Virginia Tech, Florida State, 
under 53 is where we took it. It closed at 52. This game was borderline right before the half. Looking pretty good, but, you know, on that kind of teetering line. And then Virginia Tech scores a touchdown the last play before halftime. I'm like, fuck, man. We could really have used them to hold to a field goal. Now we're really like fucking 50-50. Well, then Virginia Tech returns the opening kickoff of the second half for a touchdown. I'm like, well, not looking good. And then Florida State goes 75 yards in two plays. So in less than 45 seconds of actual game time, we get 21 points in a game in which we had under 53. And even with all of that, the game lands 56. We lost <laughs> by fucking field goal. It barely went over with 21 sec, 21 points in 45 seconds. Oh, what the fuck ever, man. God damn it. Yeah, I would never watch that game in a million years. <sighs> yeah. Um, oh, Miami. So... And this is the Hurricanes. A little bit of vengeance here for the betters because uh, just and not that it mattered to the cover because it didn't, but just it's a sweet victory because this asshole Mario Cristobal has he's one of those coaches that does dickhead moves whenever he can. Well, Georgia Tech, who I mentioned earlier was laying twenty-two to Bowling Green uh, two weeks ago and got beat outright. Well, they're catching twenty-two. In this game, and covering easily the whole game, winning most of it actually. Well, Miami finally gets up 20 to 17. They get the ball with just under five minutes left. They drive the ball all the way down the field, chew up the clock. They get Georgia Tech out of all their timeouts, get the clock down under two minutes with a first down. It's time for three knees, game over. But oh no, nobody takes fucking knees in college football anymore. <laughs> well, they continue to run the ball and run the ball. And on third down with 30 seconds left, they snap the ball, they run it again, and they fucking fumble it. Georgia Tech recovers it. They've got the ball down three. There's only 24 seconds left. They got no timeouts. They need three points to tie. They get to Miami's 44 with 12 seconds left. Spike the ball. They need around 15 yards to have a good chance at a game-time field goal. So you're expecting, you know, some deep crossing routes or deep out. Nah, fuck all that. We're going to throw the bomb, baby. 44-yard touchdown pass. Miami loses. Miami's playoffs hopes are fucking gone. Your season's over. You lost to a 22-point dog and all because you refused to take a fucking knee. That's what you get, Mario Cristobal, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, my God. I had no fucking idea that happened. Yeah, they lost like the old Eagles game. That was That's the... In- they lost in the exact same scenario that taking a knee was ever invented in the first place. That's so funny because it's on my notes, but we didn't talk about it when that's fine. It's no big deal. But, like, if the the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh got the ball. It was a strip sack. Watt picked it up, and he got tackled. Game's over. All they got to do is kneel on it. They're kneeling. They're actually trying to kneel. They're trying to end the game. They fucking illegal formation a kneel down. Oh, God. Fuck it all up. They got a fucking, uh, they turn it over. So then a game that should have been over, Baltimore gets the ball back with 50 fucking seconds left. Oh, my and a, God. And another chance to fucking go and uh, I don't remember what the score was, but either tie or win that game. I'm like, y'all, that, and that's, Tomlin is, it's just it, they're just a horribly they, they can't even do kneel downs they can't even victory formation and win a game so Watt had to fucking strip sack again and then finally it ended unfucking believable well I'm glad we didn't that belongs in the are you fucking kidding me Jesus yeah. Christ I had no idea we had to go through all that I mean I knew the drama just from your text and like looking at the at the score of my phone but god damn it went all the way down to that Jesus yeah. Christ all right, last thing I got in this section uh, is the fact that nobody seems to be acknowledging that Dak can't run anymore. Like, and they're praising him for not throwing picks, or let they were before last night. But he doesn't ever make any plays either. He's got five touchdowns now in five games. Like he's slow. That's good for 1993, but yeah, you're not winning the Super Bowl in 2023 with quarterback play like that. And every insider I heard today talked about that the locker room spirit for the Cowboys is literally broken. The players said going in that that was their Super Bowl 
McCarthy was super confident uh, before the game. He legitimately thought they were going to win. He thought he had a game plan put together. That They had him. They had this whole thing solved. Mm-hmm. Dak obviously thought the same thing. I have no idea why, but they thought it. And, you know, I kind of said it. I'll take it back to the preseason podcast. This is the same team. And, yeah, they'll win double digits. They'll go to the playoffs, and they might win the division. But they're two back now, and they usually split with Philly, so that doesn't really help you. And you're three back with San Francisco now for the number one seed because the tiebreaker. So unless something fucking crazy happens, you know, I'm going to end up being right about the Cowboys being the same old fucking team. And, you know, talking about Super Bowl picks not looking good. Mm-hmm. That's not looking so good. No, I mean, yeah, that was part of the, you know, the preseason prediction. Even even though I picked Dallas, I said the the one thing that could that could ruin this is if McCarthy is, you know, like the old McCarthy. And my God, is he the old McCarthy? Like, I mean, this is this is going exactly how it went when it ended with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that they got rid of, uh, was it what the guy that Ke- Kellen, Kellen Moore? Moore? Who went to who went to the Chargers and they're and they're looking good. They, the offense always looked really good here. Uh, just oh, number one offense in the league, three years running. Let's nah, get rid of this fucking guy. Nah, we don't want that. Let's. Uh, he's just getting in the way. Like it's just. It, That's he's, throwing too many picks. Get this fucking fat midget out of here. Yeah, so this is gonna go bad because that you know the the line it up and let's just execute. That's just so like like um, Belichick. And Tomlin and I'm willing to I'm I'm about this close to throwing in McCarthy into that group. These are the old dinosaurs. The game's passed them by. The game has evolved into something else. And you are either you either get with it or you or you're gonna fall behind. And if you're a defensive coach, I know McCarthy's an offensive coach, so he's really just fucked at this point because he's the actual offensive coach. But for the other guys, if you're if you're a defensive head coach, you better get somebody in there. Like what, uh, like what Houston has with that with that OC that that came from San Francisco or the Arizona guy. You better get someone in house who is new and fresh and running these new motion schemes. Uh, if not, you are dead. You are toast. New England, they're done. In uh, Dallas and Pittsburgh, they're still going to win some games because they do have some talent scattered throughout the roster here and there. But uh, you're right. Oh, they got go- great. I mean. When he goes to the playoffs, well, then you're the done. The Cowboys have a great roster. Pittsburgh has a great defensive roster. Their offensive roster is very suspect, including the quarterback, who still sucks. Right. They're, yeah. they're three and two somehow. I have no idea. Yeah. That, somehow that's just what they fucking do. Um, <laughs> the other thing, too, that you know, I kind of noticed watching that game, is I did, well, I, I turned it off in the third quarter. There was no point of watching it anymore. But, man, Michael Parsons, for as great as he is, and he is a great pass rusher. That dude against the run is a sieve, and he fucking sucks. He runs by the ball carrier time after time after time after time. I heard um, Bobby Belt give out a stat. It was not even this week. It was two weeks ago, I think, that the number one uh, or the lowest rated something run defense and all of PFF, the exact spot it was, was running at Micah Parsons. <laughs> Anytime you run at Micah Parsons, you get like eight yards of carry. You just run at him because he's just going to run by you because he he's too small, really, to thrive in that role. He's not like Demarcus Lawrence who can jack up a tackle, look for the run, and then try to get the quarterback. He's just got to go balls out to the quarterback. And also, I mean – I asked you to look up his grade against Trent Williams or whatever, because every time I saw him go up against Trent Williams last night, which Trent Williams is one of the best of all time, not bagging on Micah too much here, but, I mean, that, that was a man versus a boy. He swallowed him up and spit him out fucking whole. So, I, Yeah, it's – it's. I mean, not to, not to make excuses for him, but for a guy that was a stacked linebacker his whole career uh, to – now, he's a fantastic pass rusher, and he has been since day one, but to be to – be, Good in the run game also. That's probably going to take a little bit of time. I don't know that he'll ever get to be good against the run from that position. But he's going to have to at least be – Can't he, be he can't, the worst in the yeah, league. Yeah, and, and there, he's clearly not going to get that this year. Um, you know, it's – it's <laughs> uh, if your best player is becoming a liability in certain parts of the game, don't think other teams aren't noticing that. And with the way the offense is going – Oh, that's what Eric – that, that was the week that he brought that out was the Arizona game. After that game, 
Yeah. He detailed, and that's Arizona had their plan, man. They fucked. They were like, "Look, we're gonna run the ball, and we're gonna run it up the middle, and we're gonna run it at Michael Parsons." Period. Wherever he lines a, up, that's where we're going. Because they have a good offensive coach. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and San Francisco, I think that guy's okay at offense. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for the. Are you fucking kidding me? For me, you got anything else on your side? Nope. We hit them all. All right. Moving on to the look ahead. Uh, so. Longhorn, what do you got for us NFL look-ahead-wise? Well, the only uh, game side that I've put in, I actually don't see it on the board anymore, and I was going to ask you what the hell's going on. I put I, I put a flyer in at Denver plus 10.5. I, th- I guess it's, I think it's a Thursday night game. Yeah. why? It's not on my board anymore, and I don't know why, so it's kind of hard to uh see if that's moved one way or the other but i got denver plus 10 and a half as as my um one of my first bets put in are you showing a line on that one i'm pulling it up now yeah it's still 10 and a half everywhere okay i don't know why it's off on mine but other than that as far as the sides go i haven't fired on anything um i I did put two teasers in and they were both at two and a half took them took them up to eight and a half i got houston up to eight and a half. That line's actually down to one and a half. So you can still get them up to seven and a half. Uh, and the other one was, oh, uh, Chargers. I took up to eight from plus two against the Cowboys. Um, so those are the only two teasers that I've played so far on, on the early leans. And then the Denver plus ten and a half. And I don't really feel great about the Denver plus ten and a half. I just took it just in case, you know, like maybe it, maybe it, I can. Maybe I can catch the other side if it, if it goes down or something later, but um, that's really it. Now Baltimore at minus three against Tennessee. I know that's normally a Tennessee spot home dog like that, but that that line has come crashing down. I think it opened at around four four and a half. It's down to three. I don't think they're going to want to go under the three because I think they'll get smashed on the um, on the not only the Baltimore minus two and a half, but also taking Tennessee. In the plus eight and a half on the teaser, so I think this is this line is going to be kind of in this minus three plus three for Baltimore and Tennessee. Um, I haven't fired on that yet, but that's what I'm looking at now. As far as the other possible teasers, you got the Chicago Bears at home plus two and a half against Minnesota. I'm not firing on that and taking them up to eight and a half just yet. Um, I might later. I just I don't know if for whatever reason I'm holding off on that one. The other possibility is Washington plus two and a half on the road at Atlanta, and I will not be firing on that one because there is no more volatile YOLO. They can lose by thirty, win by thirty, quarterback than than Sam Howell. So he is he is not going to be in my teaser play. Yeah, I'm looking at Vikings and Bears. I only see it two and a half at one book right now. Points bet. What what's the what are the other lines at? It's all painted three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, uh, maybe I'll fire later on that. San Francisco, I did take last Thursday, uh, minus three at Cleveland. That line's up to five now. So I got some good, just because the way we felt how the San Francisco-Dallas game was going to go, I knew they would be, Cleveland's on a buy, so they're not going to get any movement either way. But if if the San Fran-Dallas game went the way we thought it would, obviously that was not going to be a three-point line. So I knew I would get value there if we were right. And that's the thing about playing, you know, futures – you got to parlay them with, and I don't mean like a real parlay bet, but you have yeah. to parlay them with what you think the outcome is going to be this week. Predictive. To try to get value uh, going there. And you mentioned the Atlanta skins game. I did take Atlanta minus one and a half um, versus Washington last Thursday. They're two and a half now. So that's not a huge yeah. amount of value. But <laughs> yeah, I, that's going to be the Hello Corner TV game. I can almost guarantee you. Yeah, nobody's going to watch that game, and I don't know that I'll actually bet a full unit on that game. But I that And that was before the Thursday night kickoff. Like I said, I had Chicago in my round robin. It was just one of those games that I just had a feeling Chicago was going to win. I didn't have any data to back it up. That's why I didn't play in the contest, and neither one of us felt great about it enough to get it out to the clients. But it's just one of those spots where you just knew Washington was going to put forth a shit effort and uh, for no reason at all probably lose to the worst team in the NFL and that's exactly what they did. So take that for data. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else? I uh that's it for me. That's it. 
Oh, uh, oh, injuries, injuries. Yeah, injuries. Uh, Connor obviously talked about Buffalo. We kind of talked about lost Milano. They lost uh, Daquan Jones, who's been one of the one of the better defensive linemen for them. Uh, they had a couple secondary guys get nicked up, came back in, but they're just they're just either hurt or missing fantastic players. Richardson, he is uh, made of glass. I think he's going to be out at least a month. Kelsey got hurt, came back in, so it looks like the uh, curse of that draft bitch Taylor Swift is not gonna uh, <laughs> it's not gonna get him just yet, but it's coming. It is coming. Don't you worry. And uh, those were all the major ones that I had. Did you see any other major injury issues in the league? No, uh, not really. Not, yeah. Nothing to uh, write home about. Everybody came back, and I mean, I know Biotis went down, but he came back in, so yeah. seems to be fine. That's it then. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard, you fucking hammer. All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, episode number, help me out, Bocephus. 157. That's right, you named the numbers. Uh, yeah, in the books. And before I get to the, the website, let me just say the downloads are growing. Y'all are spreading the news out there. You know, I know that we... I know that we talk about and we do the handicapping differently than any, and I think better than anybody else out there that you can get. Well, your hand- obviously. <laughs> well, obviously. That you can get your handicapping, football handicapping news from. We do it different. We do it fun. It's y'all responding to it. So thank you very much for spreading that word and, uh, and getting those downloads up. Uh, when you go to the website, thefootballgloryhole.com, you can check out those free picks that are absolutely on fire. They are not just a clever name, they're free. You can you can check those out. Uh, be sure and share and spread the podcast, Wednesday podcast, Monday recap podcast, because we got all we give out all kinds of free picks and little parlays and little teasers, information on these podcasts. So use them all. But when you do go to the website, click on the college tabs, click on the NFL tabs, buy those picks. You can buy them together, you can buy them separately, but we have the best prices in the business and when you do any of those things we become partners for life and both cephas it is in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your heart on money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a book again come on God damn it, people never pay a book against Stephen Todd. Take a self, baby!